Welcome to the Property Elite Podcast. I'll be your host, Jen Lehman, Chartered Surveyor and Co-Founder of Property Elite. Stay tuned each week for more on industry hot topics, market updates and new RICS guidance. In this week's podcast, I share practical guidance for comparable evidence research. This builds on our past blog and podcast on the RICS Professional Standard, formerly a guidance note, Comparable Evidence in Real Estate Valuation. It's essential listening for any APC or Associate RICS candidate who is researching comparable evidence in relation to the valuation, leasing and letting, purchase and sale, or landlord and tenant competencies, amongst others. So first, a quick refresher. There are five main valuation methods, of which the comparable method is one. This involves comparing similar transactions to give an indication of value. RICS define comparable evidence as an item of information used during the valuation process, as evidence to support the valuation of another similar item. So what makes a good comparable? Firstly, it needs to be comprehensive. So ideally, a valuer needs more than one transaction. At least three, if not five plus, would be even better. Comparables need to be similar or identical, recent, the result of an arm's length transaction, verifiable, consistent with local market practice, and the result of underlying demand, i.e. there are sufficient bidders to create an active market. In my professional work for my RICS regulated surveying firm, Project, I often have to find comparable evidence for lease renewals and rent reviews. I'm going to focus on finding evidence to support an opinion of rental value for the rest of this podcast. This is the process I usually go through when researching comparable evidence. Firstly, I'll use published online databases such as CoStar or EIG to identify potential comparables. I look for done deals such as lettings, lease renewals, rent reviews and regears. I consider the weight allocated to each under the hierarchy of evidence. So to what extent is each transaction at arm's length? I also look for investment or auction sales, completed deals or properties being marketed, where I may be able to extract details of key leasing events. Some may be historic, so I always make sure I keep a close eye on any transaction dates. I also look for properties that are available to let. Although not done deals, they, these may give me an indication of ceiling, quoting rents, and the market dynamics in a specific location. Speaking to the agents involved often gives me further leads on completed deals nearby. I always speak to active local and national agents in the area. Some online databases have a search function to identify which agents have done deals in an area recently. I'm always likely to identify evidence not published on the online databases this way, including rent reviews, regears, and off-market transactions. I also use a database called the Requirement List to identify active requirements in the area and the level of rents that the market might pay. I then finally look at nearby properties in the area that could be potential comparables and use the land registry or other sources to identify landlord or tenant contacts or to download any leases that may be available. For each and every comparable identified, I always speak to the agents involved to verify details of the transactions. Ideally, I'll speak to both sides, each party to the transaction as they'll often have differing views or analyses. 
As part of my due diligence and discussions, I always record the full details of the transaction, such as the address, type of property, tenure, so freehold or leasehold, location, lease terms, brief description, floor areas, transaction type and date, value and any incentives, analysis, parties involved, source of information, any issues relating to reliability and the date that the evidence was verified. Having a simple template performer to record key details is best practice. I always then save this on my file for future reference. The next step is obviously to decide what to do with your evidence. Analyze the net effective rate, taking any incentives into account. Collate it into a schedule or matrix. Adopt a common measurement or comparison standard. Adjust quantitatively and qualitatively using the hierarchy of evidence and other key considerations, including your own knowledge and experience. Analyze the evidence to form your opinion of value. Stand back and look to sense check check your final valuation figure and then report your opinion to the client, including any negotiation strategy or quoting terms, depending on the instruction in hand. Thanks for listening to the Property Elite podcast this week. Head to our website to check out our full blog, free and paid support resources and services, free consultation for every single RICS APC and ASOC RICS candidate, and also ask us any questions you have via the website chat blog. See you next week.